0: this is the irrelevant information podcast a podcast about unimportant subjects i'm rodrigo nunez and today we're going to talk about marathons on saturday october 12 2019 34-year-old Kenyan marathon runner Eliud Kipchoge became the first human ever to run the distance of a marathon in under two hours. That's a distance of 26.2 miles. A commute to work in the DFW Metroplex. That's how long that is. He ran that distance in one hour, 59 seconds, 40.2 seconds, which is insanely fast. He ran at an average of 4 minutes 33 seconds per mile. I don't think that today I could run a mile in less than 15 minutes to be completely honest. That's an incredible number. Kipchoge achieved the defeat in Vienna, Austria at the INEOS 1 hour 59 minute challenge, an event set up for the attempt, and when he crossed that line, he achieved something that was long considered to be impossible the marathon is an event that can trace its history back to ancient greece and for centuries has amazed us it's become an event that captures the attention of the world's greatest cities and as kipchoge showed us recently still captures the attention of the world at large how can running for a long time be so compelling and is it tied to something much more innate in us than simply appreciating sport The term Marathon comes from the legend of Philippides, a Greek messenger who according to legend ran from the battlefield of Marathon to Athens, a distance of about 25 miles, to announce to the Athenians that the Persians had been defeated in the Battle of Marathon in 490 BC. It should be noted that Philippides fought in the battle as well. Then ran 25 miles without stopping. When he arrived at Athens, he burst into the assembly and shouted, We have won! Then collapsed and died. Debatable historical accuracy aside, you've got to admit that's a pretty great story. This soldier fought in the first great battle to defend, quote, Western civilization, where the Greeks defeated a world superpower, then he runs all the way home to announce the victory, and then, right after that, dies. That's the kind of story you expect only from the type of people that came up with the Odyssey, right? Anyway, this myth became the marathon, and when the modern Olympics started in 1896, the route Philippides took was the model for the race that was to be the crowning event of the Olympic Games, a 25-mile race. The 1896 course began in the town of Marathon and finished in Athens' Panathenaic Stadium. 17 athletes took part in the inaugural marathon, with Spiridon Louis of Greece winning the gold the Olympic Marathon proved immediately popular in the Western world and spawned other races, including the Boston Marathon a year later in 1897, the Paris Marathon in 1902, and the Yonkers Marathon in 1907. So the first Olympic Marathon was so popular that it very quickly other cities were like, we, we shouldn't have to wait for the Olympics, we can have our own marathon, and Boston was the first one. But anyway, back to the Olympics. The marathon is usually the last event of the athletics calendar of the Olympics, the last event of the Olympics period held on the last day. The race used to finish traditionally inside the Olympic Stadium and was always compelling to see the men and women who had run for more than two hours straight cross the finish line. Now, I want to take a moment here to talk about the 1904 Olympics for a little bit which were the third Olympics, because the marathon at the 1904 St. Louis Games is perhaps the worst race ever run. The race featured 32 runners, of which only 14 finished. The St. Louis Olympic Marathon, instead of starting early in the morning to avoid heat as is traditionally done, instead started in the afternoon for some reason. The temperature reached 92 degrees, and the humidity was at 90% meaning the heat index was about 135 degrees Fahrenheit during this marathon. Remember, that's like 26 miles running at 135 degrees. That's insane. As if that wasn't bad enough, all of the marathon, with the exception of the start and end, was run on dirt roads, which race officials riding cars ahead of and behind of the athletes were shooting up huge dust clouds onto the athletes. So... It felt like 135 degrees Fahrenheit, the athletes were literally eating dust as they ran, and there was only one source of water in the entire marathon. And this is because the organizer of the St. Louis Olympics decided that the marathon would be a good place to conduct research on purposeful dehydration of all things. What a disaster. Now, the first guy that finished was an American by the name of Fred Lords, and he finished because he didn't actually win the race. Now, he finished after he had quit the race after nine miles and literally hitched a ride back to the stadium in a car, And he was waving at other runners as he drove back. But the roads were so bad that the car he was on broke down at the 19th mile. So good old Freddy jumped off and ran the rest of the way back to the stadium, jogging across the finish line. Now, the man took a picture with the president's daughter and was almost presented the gold medal before he was found out. And he pulled out the old YouTuber excuse of it was just a prank, man. It was just a prank. The actual winner of the event was another American by the name of Thomas Hicks, who ended the race hallucinating on rat poison that his trainers injected him 10 miles before the finish so he could actually finish the race. Yes, rat poison. The man was hallucinating as he crossed the line and almost died. As if that wasn't crazy enough, the fourth place finisher was a Cuban postman from New Orleans who ran the race in his street clothes that he hacked up to look like shorts. And he had hitched up to St. Louis from New Orleans and hadn't eaten in 40 hours. So during the race, he grabbed some apples off from an orchard along the race path. And those apples were rotten. They made him sick. So he took a nap in the middle of the race and still finished fourth. Again, this was an insane marathon and I don't want to talk about it much more because instead I'm going to point you to a great video by John Boyce of SB Nation on the 1904 Olympic Games Marathon that goes into way more detail and it's absolutely worth watching. Seriously, watch it. The link will be in the show notes. This is just a glimpse into how crazy that marathon was and it really, really gets much, much worse. Anyway, the 1904 marathon was also the first time Africans competed in the marathon in the Olympics. African athletes have gone on to dominate the world of marathons recently, especially the man that I spoke of at the top of the show, Eliud Kipchoge. Eliud Kipchoge is a 34-year-old Kenyan long-distance runner and is arguably the greatest long-distance runner of all time. He won the Olympic marathon in 2016 with a time of 2 hours, 8 minutes, and 44 seconds, and then set the marathon world record of 2 hours, 1 minute, 39 seconds on the 16th of September, 2018 at the 2018 Berlin Marathon. In addition to those times, he's run marathons with a times of 2 hours, 2 minutes, 37 seconds in 2019, 2 hours, 3 minutes, 5 seconds in 2016, 2 hours, 3 minutes, 32 seconds in 2017, 2 hours, 4 minutes, flat in 2015, two hours four minute five seconds in 2013. He's won 10 of the 11 marathons he's entered, placing second only once to Wilson Kipsang in the 2013 Berlin Marathon where Kipsang set a new world record. And now, all of these numbers are impressive. all of these numbers are amazing. He holds a world record, but you'll notice that his most recent run, the run that I spoke of at the top, isn't actually considered a world record. The run he had at the 2019 INEOS 1 hour 59 minute challenge in Vienna, where he ran the distance of a marathon, wasn't actually considered running a marathon. And the Associated Press details just how different this event was to a regular race. They say, quote, Different to an ordinary race, event organizers had set a nine day window to be flexible and stage the run in the best possible weather conditions. Also, Kipchoge was supported throughout his run by 36 pacemakers who accompanied him in alternating groups, with 5 athletes running ahead of him in a V-shape and 2 others closely following. Unlike a normal race, a timing car just in front of the pack also helped keep the schedule pace and was equipped with a laser beam projecting the ideal position on the road, parts of which also had painted stripes to indicate the optimum racing line. Furthermore, Kipchoge received drinks handed over by a cyclist to prevent him from having to slow down, end quote. In addition to this, the, the race also took place in an area that was mainly flat, the trees covered all the wind, there was a lot of other factors. So yeah, this was not at all a normal marathon. And that's why this time, as impressive as it is, isn't considered a real marathon time and isn't ratified by the governing bodies as a world record. Still, it was a compelling event. It was televised all over the world. It became a trending topic on Twitter. Kipchoge was saying things like no human is limited. It was an important moment. The two hour marathon had been broken. Why do so many people care about the marathon though? Have you ever tried distance running? It's awful. <laughs> it's over and, and like a marathon, it's over two hours. Just it it's that's a movie. Like, can you watch a guy run for two hours? How is the marathon from its time in 1896 to today in 2019 so compelling? I believe it has to do with one major thing that makes us, humans, unique as a species. Long distance running is in our DNA. It's the best physical skill we as a species have compared to other animals. Sure, other animals are bigger, stronger, faster, They have sharper teeth, they have bigger claws, they have thicker skin, but no other animal can run over long distances the way we can. For instance, we cool our bodies down by sweating and not by panting like wolves or deer or other mammals. That means we can stay cool for distance that literally overheat other animals. On a hot day, maybe like the 1904 St. Louis Marathon, a human would outrun a horse over 26.2 miles. The horse would just overheat. As if that wasn't enough of an advantage, the short toes of our feet allow for more efficient running compared to longer-toed animals. The big toe is also straight. It's lined up with all the other toes and not divergent like in other apes, which means it can serve as a push-off point in running. Our ligaments in our legs are almost literally springs. Our waist and midsection being thinner allow us to swing our arms when we run, which allows us to move in a straight line. Our head is also kept stable when we run by our greater sense of balance compared to other animals. And finally, our butts. The largest muscle in our body is the gluteus maximus and it's barely even used when we walk. It's almost exclusively a running muscle and no other ape has it except for us. We are almost literally born to run. There's this great book by Christopher McDougall, where he talks about this and details the Raramuri people of Northern Chihuahua who daily run distances much greater than a marathon. They're natural ultra marathon runners through harsh terrain and rarely suffer any injuries. It's a fantastic read that I highly recommend. Again, that's born to run by Christopher McDougall. Look it up. It's really good. Anyway, all of these factors combined, and maybe early humans practiced something called persistence hunting, wherein a team of humans would literally track and chase down an animal for hours until it overheated and collapsed and then just killed it and ate it. We were made to run. And this is what I'm talking about that makes a marathon so compelling. I think there's something in us, something deep in our genetic code that recognizes this, that when we see someone like Kipchoge or any marathon runner run for so long at such a speed, it resonates with that early human deep inside of us. I've seen the Dallas Marathon, they run right by my place, and I've been there at 6 a.m. watching the people run through. And at the very beginning, the really good guys and girls, the ones that are really good at running... They just run so fast and so light and they look so cool doing it. And it just feels like I should be doing that. The marathon points back to that. It's perhaps the greatest display of the physicality of humans. It's our thing only. And it's been our thing for as long as we've been human. It's more human than anything else And that's why no matter what anyone says about Kipchoge's fake marathon world record, or the disasters of the 1904 marathon with runners almost dying, marathons will continue to happen. They're the most human thing that exists. Our own little irrelevant species wide trick that no matter what any other creature on this planet may attempt will never accomplish yet it's innate in all of us, and that's pretty cool. it for this week's episode thanks so much for listening um yeah like I said this show has some really good links in the show notes both to John Boyce's video and to the book Born to Run by Christopher McDougall check that out in the show notes um see you next time and as always OR4 did nothing wrong Relevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.